This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking Cleveland Indians baseball today. Matt Wehmeyer joined by Indians radio broadcaster Jim Rosenhouse. And Jim, thank you for the time here on Monday, December 14th, as we are headed towards the new year. And the winter meetings are now in the rearview mirror for all 30 major league clubs. And kind of a quiet offseason for the Indians and a quiet winter meetings at that. They did claim outfielder Joey Butler from the Rays uh, during their time in Nashville. That was pretty much it, though. Is there a sense of disappointment somewhat, at least, that the team didn't do more uh, during their time in Nashville last week? Well, you know what, Matt? To be honest, I think among the fan base there absolutely is. But I think that's truly a product of of where we're at today in terms of coverage of the winter meeting. Uh, If you look at the past several off-seasons, some of the Indians' most significant moves have not come at the winter meetings. And I think going back to a couple of years ago when they, they swung a huge deal with the Reds and the Diamondbacks, they, they moved Shinsu Chu and ended up bringing in Trevor Bauer, Brian Shaw, Matt Albers, and Drew Stubbs. It was a great trade that helped them in the 2013 season and, and now still is paying dividends with Bauer. And, and that was a deal that didn't happen in the winter meetings and, and – I think that same year they signed Nick Swisher and Michael Bourne, and, and I know they've since moved on, but at the time it was a, a, a really important deal for them in, in, in that season, and neither of those signings came at the winter meeting. So I, I guess what I'm saying is that there's disappointment among the fan base because there's so much exposure to, to what happens at the winter meetings, but there's still two months of the offseason remaining in the Indians, and the majority of teams in baseball are going to make significant moves between now and the start of spring training, and they will come outside the winter meetings. Yeah, and, and that's a great point, and I think that's lost on, on a lot of fans, is that the winter meetings, it, it's four days, if that, of a very lengthy offseason. But, again, as you brought up, and, and very smartly, uh, you know, and we're guilty of this here at MLB.com and with MLB Network, is that we, you know, the coverage of this thing is just, I don't want to say over the top, but it's getting there. Uh, you know, when a big signing is made with, you know, whether it's David Price to the Red Sox or the Diamondbacks signing Zach Greinke, it's it's all you hear about. And in some way, do you think it puts other GMs under pressure, whether they feel fan pressure uh, to, to get something done? You know, Chris Antonetti, he's got to stick to his guns here. And if nothing comes across his plate, he can't just do a deal for the sake of doing a deal to appease a fan base. But again, to my original point, do you feel that maybe does he feel some pressure? Is that hard to kind of fight off the temptation to make a deal for the sake of making a deal? Um, I don't think so. And, and Chris has a great outlook on it uh, from the standpoint of he and his staff, they enjoy going to the winter meeting because what they do there, I mean, they were a topic of conversation quite a bit because 
here they are under that one roof, and they have a chance to talk to a, a bunch of teams. And, and a deal did not happen, but I'm going to guess if they do swing some deals between now and, and spring training, the foundation for them may have come in those four days in in, in Nashville. And um, as far as, as the coverage of it, it's awesome to have that much baseball talk, whether your team makes a move <laughs> or not, but just for our game to have that much baseball talk in December in the middle of football season and college basketball getting started in the NBA, just to have a week where everyone's talking about baseball because of some of the big deals that are made, that's tremendous. And, and I don't think it, it impacts uh, you know teams that don't make deals one way or another. They're going to go at their pace and make the deals that are right for them. Um, but it's a win for baseball because of the great coverage. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, we're in the middle of football season. Basketball and hockey are in full swing. And here it is mid-December. We're talking baseball. We're talking, you know, the, the big free agent deals and trades that could go down and trades that have gone down and the guys that are still out there. It's it's great for the sport. And uh, it's it's something that's, you know, lends itself to the growth of baseball and the growth of the coverage of baseball. So, uh, all good. All all certainly good. And and like you said, uh, you know, it's it's good that Chris Antonetti and the other GMs don't feel the, the pressure, so to speak, of trying to get something done just to get that headline on the paper the next day or to make you know top news on Sports Center. That's not what it's all about. And like you said, they lay the foundation for deals that could happen uh, in the future. Something that we will cover. Um, you know, shortly here to see what the Indians could do between now and opening day. Uh, Jim, want to get your thoughts, though, on uh, before the winter meetings, uh, Ross Atkins left the front office. He joined his old boss, Mark Shapiro, who's now the head man in Toronto. Uh, Atkins is now the new GM uh, for the Blue Jays, taking over for Tony LaCava, who had held that role on an interim basis. You know, even though that even though Atkins did not have those types of duties with the Indians, he did wear a lot of hats. And how tough is it to lose a guy who did have those responsibilities, especially on the eve of the winter meetings? It, it's not easy, and, and I know just in talking to, to some of the, the guys in the front office, uh, you know, it, it, he was certainly a resource, much more than that, uh, in, in his time as a farm director and then his current position, which had some more scouting involved with it, but also a, certainly a, a big player development component. So, Absolutely a, a loss for the front office, and the timing of it didn't make it any easier to try and fill that position. So at least for the short term, they're going to go with, with the people that they have in place and assign some of Ross's duties to some other folks there who, who may have had some experience in that area before. And then for some, it will be a new area of expertise. But it's a loss anytime you lose someone who's been with the organization for a long time, back to his playing days in the minor leagues back in the mid-'90s. That's a loss for anybody. So uh, they'll overcome it. They'll, they'll push forward, but uh, certainly they'll miss it, Ross's expertise and input. Yeah, no question. Anytime uh, something like that goes down, we tend to look at it from the perspective of, you know, what this team gained, but one team's gain, another team's lost. And it's certainly the Indians lost with our Ross Atkins, and we'll see – uh, how the front office shakes out with uh, him and, of course, Mark Shapiro, uh, both having departed to uh, head up responsibilities in Toronto. Uh, Jim, want to get your thoughts, too, on uh, Brett Laurie. Uh, he did end up signing, or not signing, but being traded uh, to the White Sox, and there were rumblings that the Indians were in on him. How seriously do they pursue uh, Brett Laurie in your estimation? Um, you know, it's interesting because when his name came up, it 
it was a short time later that you heard more about Todd Frazier, and it appeared that Frazier was the much more uh, targeted player to fill in at third base. And, and when you look at third base for the Indians, they really like what they saw in Giovanni Urshela last year, but there is a thought that that they don't want to rush him, and maybe a little bit more time at the AAA level would be beneficial for him. Uh, the flip side of that is if he's their starting third baseman on opening day, I don't think it would be uh, the worst thing in the world because they love what he, he did with his glove. They, they feel he's a plus defender with still some work to do at the plate, and that, that's where you look at, at that extra AAA time might be beneficial for him. Uh, but the opportunity to get a veteran third baseman appeared intriguing for the Indians, and along those lines it looked like Frazier would be the, the player that, that they would much prefer to, to plug into that role. And that could still uh, be a possibility for the Indians. We'll see what the coming weeks hold. And, uh, of course, Jim, the Indians offseason got off to a rotten start with the news that uh, Michael Brantley, one of the most, uh, in my estimation, underappreciated players in all of baseball, is going to be out of commission for a couple of months due to shoulder surgery. Uh, any chance to speak with him? Uh, any communication from him about uh, how the, the post-surgery rehab is going for him? I uh, just saw him briefly, actually, the other day. He's been in Cleveland quite a bit and will remain so. He normally spends his offseason down in Florida, uh, close to his dad, and then they work out together quite a bit during the offseason. Uh, but he's going to be spending much of his offseason and already has uh, up here under the, the watchful eye of the training and rehab staff to try and make sure that everything moves smoothly and as quickly as possible so he misses as little time as possible. And some encouraging news last week, uh, the doctor who performed the surgery took a second look at him uh, just to make sure because there, there were rumors running rampant down at at the winter meetings that uh, you know, he might not be back till August. And everything that at least was looked at last week by uh, the medical staff that had performed the surgery uh, indicated that he is on that original plan of, of hopefully missing just uh, a month at most, uh, maybe into May a little bit, but uh, certainly not extending out into August unless something unforeseen comes up between now and now. And let's hope that is not the case. One of the most uh, dynamic, exciting players in all of baseball. We hope that uh, his time on the shelf is relatively brief. Uh, great stuff from Indians radio broadcaster Jim Rosenhaus. This is Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras Cleveland Indians. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.